Hi everyone, this is Shane from Comics. This is the Oz Comics Show, and we're here tonight to talk to Morgan Quaid about, well, just about himself and about his new comic. Um, me, what have I been up to today? I have found out the hard way that an accelerated heartbeat does not mean that I am getting closer to the speed force. It actually means I have a heart condition. So I have a um, halter monitor attached to me right now. So that's a lot of fun. So yeah, they didn't give me a red suit. They gave me a halter monitor, which was a little disappointing. So yeah, no, no, um, no closer to the speed force than I first thought I was this morning. So um, without any further ado, let's get on with the show, and I will press the correct button. And for the man we're all waiting for, Morgan Quaid. Hey, afternoon. How are you? Hello, hello. How is everyone? Good, thanks. Doing awesome. Good, good, good. Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. This is awesome. Yes, excited to have you. Very good to have you. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah. So um, just tell us a little about yourself, how you got into comics. Uh, we'll start there. Um, how you got into indie comics, I should say. Indie comics, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I started, uh, I've always written, loved writing, um, anything imaginative, stories, you know, uh, ever since I was a kid. Uh, for a while there, um, tried to do uh, writing novels and, you know, that sort of thing, um, getting, you know, published a deal and all that sort of stuff. Uh, many, 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 many rejection letters um or just no response at all or well, you know, no response. Oh, that's always fun yeah you do get a lot of responses I, I i used to get quite a few that would come back and say oh it it's it sounds really good uh, you know it reads really well it's, it's really good we're just not interested it's just not our thing you know um i even had one <laughs> that said um oh I'd, I'd like to hear more you know send me the first 50 pages sent the first 50 pages through and then she just came back with a one line that said yeah this wasn't what i thought <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you wanna man. maybe tell me what you thought it was, and I could do that. Uh, but no, it's, it's a pretty, pretty brutal area. Um, yeah, yeah so I did like that it. for a while. Didn't didn't really get anywhere with it, and then probably about six or seven years ago, I, I don't even know uh, how it started. I think I was walking past a comic book, or someone had shown me something. And it was something by Image Comics, you know, in, indie sort of comic, but a pretty big indie, yep. indie comic um, publisher. Um, and it just blew me away. I had no, I, I'd thought comics were Marvel, DC, Superman, ye olde kind of, you know, uh, where, yep. where the, oh, yeah. the printing overlaps with the colours and the, you know, the old newspaper <laughs> the print works not quite lining up, you know, that sort of stuff. So that was what I was seeing with comics. And then I started reading this thing and I thought, this is fantastic. It's 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 basically film in a book form. You know, the imagery is awesome. The, yeah. It just blew me away. So then I just forked out a ton of money on comics and started to just devouring everything I could. And then immediately was thinking, I've, I've got to write a comic. I've got to start getting into this sort of um, medium. Um, yeah, So and then it kind of started from there. I just got stuck in straight away and thought, all right, let's, Let's do it. Let's get in and. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, at the moment, your your latest comic you're bringing out is um, oh, I keep forgetting this. Enmity. 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 Yes. So, part of the reason for the title is that this word used to trip me up something chronic. Every time I try and say it, I would get it wrong because I always Not put the me. M before the N. So I used to say enmity. Um, and I was convinced I was correct until I looked it up and realized, no, it's the other way around. So the way I, I think of it now is I just, it's just N, the letter N and then Mitty as in Walter Mitty. So N Mitty. And that, it's N stuck in my brain now, so I can say it. Yeah. Jerome's have to correct me every time I say it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it helps, just, just visualize the letter N and then Mitty, N Mitty. Um, N -Mitty, but yeah. you know, it's, it's the whole, uh, 
two sides clashing, aggression, you know, hatred, that sort of thing is yeah. the, the idea. And I just like the word and the way that it kind of worked with the lettering and all that sort of stuff as well. And nice. it's kind of fun doing something that it's difficult for people to pronounce, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's just me and you. But... We're probably the only people, so. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it, it could be. I've been, um, yeah, I've been struck by that before where I've, my family has had a way of saying a saying that everyone else says it differently. And um, I think get off the grass was, is that how, I still don't know how it's said properly. You know that saying about, it, you know. I think I know the one. Yeah, that's a get off yeah. the grass, isn't it? Yeah. Is it get off the grass or get, anyway, whatever it is, my family was doing the wrong version of it that was just localized to our family. And I, I copped a bit of stick from it. So <laughs> it could just be us. We could be the only two that can't pronounce entity. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there you go. I, I butcher pretty much every second word I say, so it's all good. <laughs> so hey, if anything, so it will be memorable that way, you know. Well, that's right. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. Well, yeah. just so anyone knows, um, Morgan is running a Kickstarter, and that is the short link that I've created to get to it. So if you want to check it out, um, that's the way to get there. What we might do is I might... Um, do you want to go through the Kickstarter or do you want to go through it through your computer so you can drive or would you rather do it through my screen? Uh, I'm, I'm happy to drive. That's, that's no worries. Let's see if we yep. can do this without breaking things. Just the, the red circle and the X, don't press that. <laughs> I've done that <laughs> once in the middle of a show and... I've I've disappeared and I'm the host, so that yeah, it looked bad. I, I see that. Yes. All right. Um, okay. We are doing this live. Let's do it. I think. Okay. That's that's working. That was strange. Yep, so everyone cool. can see. You can see that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. This is probably easier if you drive because then um you're not asking me to go down, up, and cross, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's not. So worries. tell us. So just tell us about this actual comic. What what um what led you to to create it and make a Kickstarter for it? Um, yeah, well, uh, so uh, essentially, it's it's sort of a post-apocalyptic story um, that focuses on a girl named Daisy, who is this young lady here, or, or this young lady here as well, uh, who's kind of a you mm -hmm. know rugged post-apocalyptic survivor she's fairly young but she's just gritty and carries around a, a spear with a dead crow on it just because i mean it's the apocalypse what, what else yeah why well, wouldn't you exactly um so yeah so she, she's pretty cool uh the the hook i suppose is that she's searching for her father the whole thing is about her trying to find her father and trying to find a reason i suppose for um why he left and all that sort of stuff um what she doesn't know, but what the reader knows pretty early on, is that um, her father is Lucifer, the devil. Um, yep. And the whole point is that he has uh, pretty much been the balancing force throughout uh, history of, you know, whispering in people's ears and um, making people do sort of evil things to balance evil and good. Uh, but essentially, he just hates his job he's fed up with it he doesn't want to do it anymore so he essentially gives up goes on a bit of a bender just goes nuts goes wild um ends up um uh, basically fathering a child but not hanging around um to um to raise her because he ends up uh, i won't spoil what happens but he, he doesn't end up yeah. hanging around um yeah so so it's this whole it, it's it's basically a, a daughter trying to find her father set against a post-apocalyptic background with you know lots of other kind of weird stuff going on um nice yeah oh and he's, looks he's awesome mate. said lucifer yeah the artwork's really really cool so um i went with um and if they're watching they'll have to forgive me for butchering all of their names and everything because there there's a lot of russian names in there and i just haven't got them right um but from the studio <laughs> Um, they're basically a comic studio and they do animation and other stuff as well. So I've worked with, with those oh, guys. Cool. Um, and yeah, the style, uh, I, I kind of wanted something similar to uh, Chew, the, the, the image image comic series. Um, so kind of, you know, fairly straight lines, a bit stylized, but yeah. not too. And I, I love it. Absolutely love the, the style of the artwork. Um, 
Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, that's nice and sharp. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And it, it's just, there's so much you can do with it. it it's for, you know, building different things out of it. Really cool. So that that's kind of cover number one that was done by the guys at the front studio. Um, I also like, I like the fact that the devil uh, and Lucifer on purpose looks kind of like Jesus, like, you know, the normal depictions that you would, you would see. Yeah. Um, beard I was going to ask you about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's when I first looked at it, I, I, when I first looked at it, I went, oh, okay, yeah, he's in it. And then I looked at who it was and went, oh, okay, that's him. Oh, that's not who I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's, that. so the, the rationale behind that uh, with him was, okay, so, this is this is going a little bit deep, but for those that want to, let, let's do it. So, um, yeah. uh, Old Testament slash Biblical Hebrew, um, there's, there's a, a book there called Job, which you may or may not be aware of. Um, so you got Genesis with Garden and all that sort yeah. of stuff, and and then you got Job. And the whole uh, premise of Job is um, basically uh, Job is this guy that does everything right. He's got tons of money. He's got, you know, beautiful family, lots of property. Everything's going great for him. And then uh, a character called, uh, in modern terms, I would call him Satan. But, you know, in the original, it would be like the adversary or someone like that, this Lucifer kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to God and basically says, well, look, dude, the only reason why this guy loves you so much is because you give him everything. He's got everything he could ever want. He's rich. He's happy. You take that stuff away, I guarantee you he will curse you to your face. And so the whole thing is basically like a bet where God says, uh, okay, we'll give it a go. I don't think he will. Let's let's try it. So it's basically yeah. this, you know, everything gets taken away and then he's tested during this time. And the, the moral of the, the story is at the end of it, he loses everything and he gets it all back and he never, never um, curses God. But... The interesting thing that I really liked about that was the whole idea about this Lucifer Satan character being an adversary, almost like a court, like a lawyer. Um, so not someone that's oh, working yeah. against God, but someone who is kind of, kind of working with God or as an employee of God, if you like. Um, sort of, you know, testing: is this the is this real? Like, is this a legitimate thing? Does he really love you? You know, all that sort of stuff. So that was kind of yeah. the idea where I took this guy from. Yeah. Oh, real cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. This is the um, uh, the the limited edition cover, but this is by um, Willie Roberts, awesome artist that I'm working with a, a couple of other projects on that are going to be oh, coming awesome. out later in the year. It's great. Yeah. Great. That's got more of your '80s kind of, you know, New York City, <laughs> you know, what well, Escape from New York, <laughs> that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And here's here's a couple sample pages um nice i'll be dropping dropping more as the campaign goes on because there it's kind of being built as we go so i'll, I'll drop more stuff on as it comes oh, in you even really have nice evil and kane yeah yeah evil and kane yeah that's the the whole whole story is is of course you know lucifer's in the background kind of manipulating things and all that sort of stuff um oh yeah cool yeah so lots of info there there's also a um a soundtrack with it um, bunch of songs. So oh. if you if you watch the video up front, the music in that's uh, the Amity theme, and there's a, a bunch of other songs in there. I was trying to put together like almost like a playlist of what would the Daisy character be listening to. Um, oh, cool! And yeah, like because I kind of invented her. I, no one can say that that's what she wouldn't listen to. So it kind of <laughs> kind of works. Um, what are they going to say? No, no, she wouldn't listen to a soul. Uh, a, a, track called soul cake of course she does um <laughs> anyway um yeah so that's that's there as well there's the rewards um bunch of different rewards there bunch of add-ons so there's a uh, a few other campaigns i've run or, or comics that exist but i haven't really um pushed them through this platform as yet but um they're they're, they're available in, in pdf as well um oh nice yeah so it's some added extra extra ones there bunch of stretch goals um we've got awesome cover Sweet. by um Mo moses may his his art style is is just amazing the, the next kickstarter i'm going to do actually is, is going to feature his artwork it's great stuff nice um, there's a there's a pug that features in the in the comic and so one nice. of the things we thought would be pretty fun because lots of people like like dogs and, and pugs 
we're going to do, uh, if we hit this, we're going to do just a normal sketch of the pug and then we're going to do pug of the apocalypse, like, you know, kind of Mad Max style pug with <laughs> horns and like those, you know, those uh, riding glass, the old fashioned ones. Yeah. yeah. All that sort of stuff. Although that would be pretty cool. Um, and if we hit the upper mark, then uh, I'm thinking we'll add some more. We'll do a short uh, sort of um, spin off and include it in the, in the thing with the. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff that's that's the team there's all the so the the, the these are people i've worked with on different things so even the pug uh, pug portrait there's a wonderful person sasha fornell she does uh doodles by donuts so she does drawings of pets and things really yeah, really cool, cool drawings. so she i'm actually getting her to do that the pug of the apocalypse sort of one nice um yeah so that that's that's pretty much pretty much it the it, it's got um uh I'll just hang on. Let me see if I can drive and stop sharing. Yes, um, oh, I've, got a, I've got a US-based uh, printer and an Aussie-based printer. So, oh, that's handy. yeah, so I can keep the costs down in the US for postage because that's just a killer. Um, yeah, it is. But also from Australia as well because if we're going the other way, it's gonna you know I'm gonna yeah. punish everyone in Australia for. So apologies to everyone else in the world but if you're in australia or in, in uh the us we've got you covered no <laughs> my first um i ran a kickstarter years ago when i was first getting into it for that uh, idle thuggery one of the um but my first sort of comic and i had no idea what i was doing didn't do any proper research just tried to get in there and you know give it a good go i printed the yep. comic in america then i posted the comic to australia then I packaged it up and sent it back to people in America and all over the world, which is the <laughs> dumbest thing you could have ever done. And I made no money at all. I, I just did not calculate that at all. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but man, what a what a mistake to make. It was good fun, yeah, but good good way to learn. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very good way to learn, and just stupid, just plain old, you know. So this time round, I haven't gone that way. This time, you know, learn the oh, lessons, good stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's nice. do it the right way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, Jerome, I'll hand you over to Jerome. He's got some questions for you, and I will go monitor the comments while you ask questions. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's do some questions. It's <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a tradition here. So. Cool. So, so yeah, let, let's let's start easy. I've seen I've seen your Kickstarter, man, and your uh, the things that you made in the past. So you have Shadow's Daughter, you have Idol Tuggery, and it's uh, what what got you into writing supernatural horror? Um, yeah, I've... yeah. Well, I I don't know. I I I never thought I wrote horror. <laughs> <laughs> I only realized, yeah, you could kind of call this horror. Um, and, and everything I write tends to have that horror bent to it, but I didn't realize. So, so I'm a really, really big fan of uh, like China Mieville and weird fiction um, and kind of, um, you know, that dark steampunky sort of weird stuff, um, which yeah, a lot yeah. of which is, is horror. But I just never thought of it as horror. Um, so I, I think horror, and I think you know, you know, girls on the roof with their heads spinning around, and you know, the exorcist and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, um, but it's obviously a lot broader than that. But yeah, so I've only just recently realised. So I, I suppose the thing that attracts me to that is um, I love weirdness. I love things being unusual, and I love the sense of kind of impending dread and that there's something at stake here that the characters can't see what you're seeing and you know they're heading for it and you're feeling it and but they can't or they they can't get out of it i, I, I like that kind of feeling and i like it's nice. a bit it's a bit perverse i suppose I, I mean i think most writers are a bit perverse with this sort of stuff <laughs> but i like the control i like being able to think where is the reader going to be at this moment and then just surprise them on the next page or just them not knowing what's going to happen and the same with the characters like yeah. the characters going to behave in a certain way but they're not yeah yeah i just like that being able to engineer a situation whether it's dreadful or horrible or dramatic or, or there's extreme loss or something that kind of 
has a hook in it, you know, yeah. And I suppose horror is a really, really good way of doing that. And I'm certainly, I mean, I'm not going to write romance or anything like that. That's just <laughs> not my thing. I, I wouldn't be able to, yeah. so, you know, yeah. I mean, horror subtext is always great, man. I mean, uh, for uh, especially for these things. I mean, I I, I enjoy these kinds of stories. Uh, it's it's both post-apocalypse. It it has that. Looking at your Kickstarter, it has like this cosmic horror sort of feel. It's not entirely there, but you, there's something creeping on the background, you know. But yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I will, I will say without saying too much the the initial starting situation of the whole story is you have angels and you have angels and then you have humans you don't have demons so the whole demon thing is a myth there's no hell there's none of that sort of stuff it's basically just all of the angels that essentially work for they're his they're god's first children they work for god and then humanity and that sort of interaction but as part of the process of the devil basically saying, I don't want to do my job anymore. It throws that balance into chaos. And what you end up with is a situation where the world gets pretty much screwed up. And then you have two factions in in the angelic hosts fighting against each other. And then you legitimately kind of have a bit of a heaven and a hell angels and demons situation pop up. So it, it, it goes in that way, and that's why there's the apocalypse and all that sort of stuff. That's really interesting. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's super. Yeah. So, uh, so you where 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 did all this come from? Where where did you uh, when did you start getting interested in writing, man? Um, I think when I was a kid, I've I've got a um, I've got a, a story I did. I think I was seven or eight or something like that, and it's it's some sprawling labyrinth adventure where someone gets trapped in a labyrinth and there's i had a read of it a couple of years ago and as i'm reading it i think yeah yeah i definitely wrote this like it's it's super wordy it's it's over the top (laughs) and it's really like getting into the nitty-gritty but it's also just a lot of fast action stuff i'm a very um I can be a very impatient writer. Like I want to get a lot in there and and quickly and move through things quickly. I, I I'm not really patient a lot of times, and you can see that uh, in that early writing. Um, but yeah, so I've o- always loved it. Um, but you know, it's another thing to get to the point where you think could it, could you actually do this for a living and could you, you know, creative writing, you know, actually earn a decent income out of it and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, always always been interested, but always also loved film and TV and any of that sort of media, um, anything sci-fi, fantasy, audio books, normal books, anything. I'm always kind of you know jamming something in the noggin, trying to ingest something new to get some you know great little idea, and that that's why I like writers like like China Mieville because his stuff is so dense and intense. And it's not. Sometimes it's hard work. Sometimes it's you, you don't enjoy certain bits, but you'll read, you know, a whole chapter, and there's one little idea in there that you think that idea itself is sensational. I could write a whole series of novels or comics just on that idea because it's so good, and that's the stuff mm-hmm. that I love. I just I love these ideas and teasing them out and um, nice. all that sort of stuff. And that that's all. This is this is just one idea what if the devil got sick of his job and stopped doing it essentially what what would the ramifications be and it's that's what i love doing it's it's great yeah it's cool yeah so so that that looks you're basically telling us that there's more to this world and we'll, we'll be getting more out of it you know than enmity so uh as you said you always uh consume uh media basically so any movies, any sci-fi, uh, sci-fi movies, horror movies that you enjoyed, movies, books, you know, anything that you can, uh, that made you, uh, that inspired you to push through this? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, well, I mean, so many. And again, I'll, I'll, I'm a bit of a media tart. I'll watch any, I'll watch anything, you know. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, the, the reviews will come in on a movie and, you know, they'll get slammed on social media and they'll hate it. And I, I don't care. I'll just, there's always something good that you can get out of it, even if it's a, a not great film. Um, so I literally watch 
uh, everything. Like the Schneider cut was probably the most recent thing that I... Um, Schneider or Schneider? Am I sticking an H in there where it shouldn't be? Anyway, that cut um, <laughs> was the latest one that I that I watched. Um, uh, you know, and, and all of the, you know, Marvel, you know, ones and those sorts of things. But honestly, anything sci-fi, even a, a, there was a foreign film that I watched. Um, I can't remember what it was on, but it was on one of the streaming services about a dude fighting like a, a almost like a you know Norwegian saga sort of thing fighting these demon creatures um his daughter had died his wife had died and he's fighting these these, these things it was like not a lot happened really you didn't see much of anything happened it was all mood and brooding and kind of this great landscape and this guy this really cool actor um I won't tell you about the end because it'll ruin it but it was it, it was just so well done um, so even things like that, you, you, I'm not really watching it for the story. I'm watching it for the mood and for, you know, because I'll remember that. And then in three years' time, I'll be doing something and thinking that just I remember that scene and there was yeah. there were trees in the background and there was just blood hanging down on one and it was, yeah, maybe I am a <laughs> horror writer. Think apart, you know, think apart the tropes <laughs> around it, you know. Maybe you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly, yeah, that there's that all of these things, um, I, I, uh, I've, I've worked with a bunch of people in, in other areas as well as in creative endeavors. And um, you're often working with guys in particular who they want to write and they they really enjoy writing, they, they, all that sort of stuff, but they never ever get to the point of finishing something or publishing because there's that fear of, uh, you know, putting yourself out there. But there's also, I've noticed there's a bunch of people that I've spoken with that um, I don't want to watch anything else while I'm creating, because I'm going to end up plagiarizing that stuff without realizing <laughs> that sort of stuff. And so yeah. I don't, I don't want to sort of, yeah. And it's it's a legitimate thing. I'm the exact opposite. If I'm if I'm writing something with horror and steampunk, I want to watch every horror steampunk thing I can get. I want to read everything. I want to immerse myself in it. I want to even listen to weird music that kind of might happen in those scenarios, because it helps yeah. the creative uses and. You know, we for the uh, experts, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's where my inspiration comes from. It's from things I mean, occasionally you'll come up with something and you think, Yes, that's genuinely unique. No one else in the world has come up with that idea. I'm a genius, I'm a creative genius, and I've done this thing. And then, you know, two weeks later you see it on a nineteen sixties, you know, movie rerun and you think, oh, I'm not a genius. I didn't <laughs> I'm not the they took away my idea that I never told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I went back in time. I wrote it in my journal, even though I'm not that old. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's the same sort of thing with music, you know. Yes, there's legitimate copyright, and yes, you, there's stealing people's ideas, but also it's very, very hard to be original. There's so many things that have been out there before and been done. Maybe the best you can hope for is to put an original twist on an idea um, yeah. rather than it's got to be so original because the other thing is, if it's so original, people might not want a, a bar of it because it's just too hard to digest, you know? It's like yeah. a David Lynch movie or something. If people just sort of go, I feel very uncomfortable looking at this. I'm not sure what I'm... And that, I mean, that's legitimately, you know, there are great artists that do that sort of thing. I, I do not think of myself as one of those artists. I'm much more comfortable in the, I want something that I can visualise the reader and what they're thinking and feeling, and that's kind of what I want to... Focus yeah. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that totally makes sense, man. So, well, uh, well, what what led to the decision of you? Uh, let's talk about enmity. Uh, what what led to the decision uh, of uh, doing the 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 story in a post apocalyptic setting? You know what 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 made and and why uh, why the devil and his daughter. <laughs> why why not um yeah okay so post-apocalyptic um it might have been because i was playing too much fallout or it might be <laughs> fallout 4 yeah or, or it might have been something else um i i can't remember no no that no, this is way before that so the i've never done a, a post I, I tend to try and uh, shy away from the most popular genres at the time. So I've only ever done one zombie comic. Um, it hasn't seen the light of day yet, but it's it's a twist on a zombie comic because I couldn't do it just a normal zombie comic because 
everyone else was doing them, so I don't want to do it. This is <laughs> yeah. easier. Um, and same with superhero, I, the Idol Thuggery um, comic that I that I did. The only way I could do that was it's a, it's a superhero uh, comic from the perspective of an up and coming um, uh, uh, henchman, essentially someone brand new to villainy doesn't know what they're doing so it's that's the whole experience but from that perspective rather than you know the, the normal superhero sort of stuff yeah um so post-apocalyptic yeah. was the same sort of thing it didn't really interest me because there's so much of it out there um yeah, but for you, this you proper world building to it yeah yeah and I, and I and I so I was kind of resisting it for a while but the so the the first idea was the originally in fact the um enmity idea was just focused on the devil and what would happen if he didn't do his job and there's angels versus angels and they're kind of um the whole idea is in the they call uh god the, the divinity um because god is neither male nor female and is beyond time and you know all of those sorts of yeah. things but the, the there's an underlying theme that the divinity is missing or is so spread over all of the multiple realities in existence that they can't you know they're not present and the angels are kind of fending for themselves um which is where cool. you know a lot of stuff comes from so that was originally the idea and that was That's all i was gonna, gonna do um but it just didn't have an any heart it would have been funny and uh, you know a bit bloody with, awesome. you know, action but just it just didn't have any real heart to it and then then i thought well if this if if lucifer is basically a guy going on a bender but he's also an angel and so he's just gonna completely try and wipe away the last three thousand years of existence he's just gonna go and do everything that he can and part of that is okay so he sleeps with some people and he you know and then well, what's the what could happen as a result of that well obviously someone could get pregnant and then mm -hmm. oh my god then you have you know daisy the daughter of the devil but she doesn't know she's the, da the daughter of the devil and she's got some powers but not like big powers but does she know she has powers and, blah, 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 and what it, how does it manifest and then it just made sense in the middle of all of that well you can't I, like i don't again i don't want to do what everyone else has done i don't want to do her going to high school and like having a crush on a guy and like while she's got a crush on him like oh my powers are coming through oh i blew your head off because of powers and you know whatever it might be <laughs> you know, i'm destroying a whole block a city block um i could never love you the same you know that that just doesn't interest me as much as she's that age but she's just in a wasteland and there's bad people roaming around in in groups there's kind of these demonic twisted creatures um and hint 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 there's presences after her for a very specific reason that she doesn't understand yet and or doesn't even know but you know so i like this idea yeah. of her being hunted in this environment um and being vulnerable and all the rest of it but also just super kick-ass just you know yeah nice really way stronger than she has any right right to be so so wow. essentially she was the last thing to come along daisy was the last one uh and other things that i've written have a similar sort of character so i like that that kind of sassy mouthed um young uh young woman that just doesn't take any prisoners and calls a spade a spade you know that sort of person um so i really like that so putting her in this position made a lot of sense i also really like it because when i was writing the the lucifer character i'm already in my head thinking of him as exactly the same type of person smart ass smart mouth you know you know always trying to take the mickey even though he's got like one of the most serious jobs in the universe doesn't take himself seriously so it makes sense that she kind of demonstrates some of that stuff because she's his kid you know it's a similar sort of yeah um anyway sorry that was a long explanation no, no 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 that's, all good. that's okay that's great. No, that, it's very cool actually i'm already getting some head cannon and going in there you know <laughs> cool <laughs> So, so how do you how do you make this all up? I mean, how do you what's your process of your write, writing your scripts and building the story? Because that's a lot to take in, especially if you're doing it uh, the older writing, you know. Oh, look, yeah, this is um, so in in the writing process. In order of the hardest thing that I, I find and the thing I hate most first, 
editing, slightly <laughs> below editing, promotion and selling things and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> filthy money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, right down the bottom, the easiest thing in the world is coming up with the story, the plot, the details. That, that's the, if I could just do that, if someone paid me just to come up with ideas and what about we do this and we stick this here and we do that, nah, get rid of that and put that. If that was my job, man, I'd be the happiest guy. Yeah, I, I love it. And I, and I, I never struggle with, um, I mean, touch wood, I never struggle with writer's block or anything like that. It, it's the ideas are always there. It, you just, I just tweak something or add something or restrict myself in a certain way. You know, I do something stupid like, yeah. okay, um, I'm going to write a short story and it's not going to have any S words in it. Nothing with an S at the beginning, even something as simple as that. And all of a sudden you have to think, oh heck i've got to think of different words here than what i would normally use and that that's a creative yep. thing and so oh, wow. yeah so the actual process what my problem i find is um again because i'm impatient because there's so many ideas is is i being slowing down taking time making sure that the story paces itself correctly that i don't give away too much too early that i don't populate it with way too many characters too early all that sort of stuff <laughs> And then you need uh, to side that back. Yeah, exactly. And my <laughs> probably my biggest problem is complexity because I love complexity. And so I try and just focus on one chapter of one person's story and follow that through. But you can bet in the background there is just a whirling universe of stuff I, I've already thought through what's going to happen. Like even M M Enmity which is the one that I've resisted this with the most. I've already started writing a historical treatise on the, uh, the, the apocalypse and how, so the, the idea is it's a, um, an old historian that survived the apocalypse, found his way into a bunker and found reams of paper and a laptop and enough power and a printer and he, that he could actually, I can write a history of the apocalypse before I die. So he's kind of tapping oh, away. That's <laughs> but, awesome. But the whole thing is it's just an excuse for me to flesh out all the ideas of the, the, the larger world that, that I'm thinking of. Um, so that's that's what I struggle with is, is, you know, containing that stuff. It's very hard for me not to let it go. And then it just becomes exhausting. It becomes this massive thing. Um, but I love it. I absolutely love it. So the ideas aren't usually an issue. This is why I don't write novels anymore, though, because the editing process for those things is, I mean, I, I can look at the same spelling mistake 50 times and it's still going to stay there. I'm still going to miss it every time. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll put a book out there and you, you, all these people will come back and say, yeah, it was a good book. Riddled with spelling mistakes, though, you know, and grammatical errors. And it's like, I know, I know, but I don't want to pay four grand for someone to edit this thing properly. I know I should, but so, yeah, I hate editing. Man, you could have gotten me as an editor for it, and I would be more than happy to read it for you. <laughs> oh, dude, you should not be saying that. Do you know how many drafts I've got? That, how many have <laughs> you been waiting through? What? You're on. You're on. Well, just uh, uh, hop in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just going to say, we've got a question here from the audience. This is a new one. I haven't had a question before for, the, for, the, for Morgan. Cool, cool, cool. So do I usually come up with a character first or storyline and then come up with a character to suit? <clears throat> Most of the time, uh, I'd say it starts with a uh, an idea. So even before a character, it, it's, it's an idea. It's a central idea. This is why I like writing short stories and stuff, because they're just essentially an idea that you flesh out a little bit and see what, what happens. Um, so uh, you know, water levels rising, you know, what does that mean? I mean, that's a, that's a, unfortunately a kind of, we won't go into that one, but I wrote, um, wrote a story about a guy sitting on a, uh, like a big pole thing with a, with a little plinth on the top of it, just sitting there cross-legged, kind of like a, a, a yogi kind of person spouting wisdom. And, uh, while the waters were rising all, all around, and then you just start thinking about what, um, 
you know, how does life go on when that's happening? What, what happens with the things start to rot? Do they start building on top? Do they? I mean, that's that's not a great. That's not my best example at all. But but usually it's an idea, and usually it's something like I'll be watching a movie or reading a book or something. This is why I find it hard to read books nowadays because you'll be reading a book. Okay, okay, okay. All right, this is it. Um, so I haven't written this, so it's not plagiarizing. But if I was going to write it anyway, so. One of uh, 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 Pedido Street Station, uh, China Mieville is probably his, his most famous book. There's this bit in there, this tiny little bit, that um, there's an, an ambassador, right? There's a whole bunch of ambassadors that are in this massive building and they're going to this ambassador to ask about a problem because something's impacting the city and it, they, they need to kill these things, moth things. Anyway, so the whole thing is, I'm getting to it. Trust me, I'm getting there. So the whole thing <laughs> is, um, they go to meet this ambassador. But the thing is, this ambassador is a demon in hell. And so they will make all these precautions when they go in there and then they, you know, go inside and to open up this kind of portal and this speaking mechanism with this uh, this de demon, they have got this little guy who has a um, machine that he sets going and the machine calculates numbers and stuff that whatever you want to say, speaks in a demonic language or whatever that opens up this portal. Just that little idea, just that one thing, a machine that can speak demonic languages and open up a portal to another world, that's, that's, that's novels right there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that's a massive, so usually it will be something like that, that I think, God, I love that idea. That's such a good idea. I'll start with that and then I'll think, what does that mean? what could that mean what what happens who, who are they contacting so who's your villain or is it not a villain or is it what and and is something coming through the, from the outside what's the barrier between the two well so usually it's just spitballing that stuff for a little while and then the characters typically come later except for the devil the Luc lucifer in this in enmity because it kind of started with him but it started with him and the idea of him not wanting to work anymore which i'm not yeah. going to say that you know Maybe I was feeling a bit like I don't want to do my day job anymore. You know, I'm not saying necessarily that's where it came from, but I think we've all been in those positions. Before. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they happen at work, you know, and you think, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I wonder if the devil has the same thing. Yeah, so sorry for the long-winded answer, but, yeah, it's usually idea first, then characters around it, um, and trying to invent characters that are real but also distinct from the other 20 characters that I've already written, because otherwise they all just end up being the same dude or the same girl or the same, you know, tentacle monster or, or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. No worries, man. No problem. Thanks, non-inspirational gaming. <laughs> you certainly sound inspirational, man. Thank you. <laughs> So actually, that 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 idea you just said—I wish I could have nicked that earlier. You know, I already you have something going in my head. I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't written that specific idea. I will say though, in a comic that I don't know when it's going to be coming out. It, it's actually four issues are ready to go. So I've got this in my back pocket. It's one of the big <laughs> ones that I'm holding on to. Um, if you if you eventually find a novel out that has that idea. Just come back to me for the royalties. <laughs> no, like, well, it's technically already in there, but it, it is it is different. I'll put it that way. It is different, and it's not talking to hell per se and everything. But yeah, that the idea is, yeah, it's I've already ripped it off to, to some degree, but it's you know it's different. It's different enough. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, yeah, of course, your story will have its villains. We we we, we I, I don't think we've met yet if uh, the villain for your story. But uh, if anything, how do you write? Com uh, how do you make your villains compelling? How um, I think it's like good good cinema. I think the villain can't be black or white. They need to be grey. They need to be. I love a villain who cares for people legitimately, like doesn't pretend, but a villain who loves, a villain who is villainous because I will do anything to protect my children or to protect my life. I want to live on forever, yeah. so I will destroy everything else. I like villainy that's, there's a reason for it other than 
that dude's pure evil, you know, or he's he's got like something, yeah. like some metal thing in his head that's making him or whatever, you know. Because <laughs> it was a Tuesday and he he wanted to destroy a that's, village. That's right. Like, yeah, Tuesday. Um, yeah, I like the idea of having a, a guy or, or or a girl who is. Yeah, there's a reason for it. There's some depth to it and there's feeling and it's kind of relatable that you think, well, I can see why they would be like that to some degree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still horrible. Um, but yeah. even also, even the uh, the villains that are like the, the big alien-esque kind of, um, you know, the ones that are coming from outer space and they're, we, we can't understand them, they're completely beyond our comprehension, those sorts of things, or they're, they're here to just take us all over. It, it, for me, it can't be enough to just be... I'm conquering the universe because I got to conquer the universe. Yeah. It's just what I do, bro. You know, it can't be that. It's, yeah. it's got to be yeah. uh, a good one. I really like, which features in one of one of my other things is hunger. Um, the the whole idea of uh, uh, we periodically need to purge and we need to destroy by devouring because of our insatiable hunger. That's a legitimate need that we can all understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So things like that, or, or loss, like driven by loss, or I uh, really like that sort of stuff, um, which you see heaps of these days. You know, go back 20 years, um, you know, and it was more like, oh, he's evil because he's just evil. And but and the good guy, I, I like the switch, actually. I like the fact that evil, evil characters now can also be believable and understandable and partly good. But I also like the fact that good characters now can kill dudes. Instead of the old days where it's like, ah, oh, you've killed 50 people, I am the hero, I will surely lock you up or teach you a darn good lesson, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> like you're a superhero, you're not going to snap the dude's neck. Of course you're going to snap the dude's neck. He's horrible. He's just killed all these people and he's doing yeah, anything exactly, that's yeah. Um Yeah, I like the way that sort of switched in a lot of, lot of stories these days because it's more believable. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as, um, it's the same as swearing in, Man, they've gone overboard though. Same as swearing in, in film and TV and all that sort of stuff. The amount of times, and this is, you know, this is censoring in American TV and all that sort of stuff. So I get the reasons why, but yeah. the amount of action films where it's like this this thing is trying to rip my heart out or there's aliens attacking or whatever and not one F-bomb and not, like no one is swearing <laughs> and you think, I mean, really? That's, you're not going to, it would just be... I mean, if it was me, it would be a string of obscenities. There would be nothing yeah. else. Every word would be, you know, just obscene. It's pretty <laughs> deviating. Well, same. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of the world, man. It's the end of the world. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't remember what the question was. No, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's, it's about compelling. <laughs> you answered it quite clearly. Uh, the, what they call uh, that phenomenon now is the Thanos effect. I think I remember reading that from somewhere. Yeah, he's he's oh, the okay. most recent one that I'm thinking of that yeah, that is a legitimately good reason for a villain to be a villain. And I love the scenes at the end of the, you know, the movies where I I've it's actually uh, so uh, FYI, I, I have a theological background from years and years ago. So I studied theology and philosophy and all that sort of stuff. So that's hence the angels and demons and all that sort of stuff. But that's why I'm thinking as well. There's something godlike about um, at the end of that movie, where Thanos says basically, um, "What what are you going to do after it's after it's done? After you click your fingers and you know half the population's gone, I'm going to go to my garden and I'm going to just rest." I mean, that could have been taken right out of the earlier chapters of the Bible because it's the, the you know yeah. uh, the, the creation story. Creation story, yeah. God creates this and then he, then he rests and then he creates this and he rests. So there's this whole idea of doing the work. And then once the work is done, I just sit down and I rest. And I get that vibe from Thanos as well. Like once I've done the important work I need to do, then I'm, I'm out of the picture. I'm just going to sit down. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. But they got him with the time travel. You see, <laughs> this is the problem with time travel. And as my, my son would say, but if you, as soon as you're doing time travel, can't you just go back five minutes earlier and then undo that thing? And then it just, yeah. Ooh, he knows the grandfather one, paradox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a tricky one. 
It's it's, it's the same somewhere. as the it's the same as the you know ah oh, and I woke up and it was all a dream like ah oh, come on man that's just lazy <laughs> writing it wasn't all a dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know that's cool that's cool actually and yeah and oh I think I found uh, your uh, doing a bit of research from a few days ago I saw uh, something about Shadow's Daughter you you have it as a yeah. webcomic right I do yeah that's my first and only webcomic um it's it's a weird thing doing a webcomic when you're not an artist when you have to obviously rely on other other artists um yeah yep and because uh, obviously in awe of the artists that i work with i think they're amazing and it it, it it's one of the so I'm, I'm a musician so i can you know do music and i write obviously um but just art is one of those things and drawing and it's one of those things that you just look at and you think should i just you know devote the next 15 years to learning how to do that <laughs> and really kind of probably mediocre at it and in the end you decide no no that's silly you know get other people that are good at it to do it you can't do everything but yeah. man every time i yeah. see something that these guys do i think oh but yeah the web comics um really different medium because uh, it's vertical vertical scrolling comic um and so part of it was me just exploring a new a new idea i hadn't um i started it years ago a new idea i hadn't done before um just working through uh, how, how does it work um and yeah it's been going a few years now uh i did it for a year and then stopped for a while and then i've come back recently and uh, had a kickstarter campaign just recently for a print version of it yeah um yeah and that's really good that that um stories are really cool uh sort of urban fantasy sort of story um uh, with another strong female lead um who basically manipulates shadow Shadows. as a physical yeah. force that she can she can do um oh, cool. and yeah it's it's based on a novel it's it's a novel that's fully written but not edited because <laughs> 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 um it's fully fully written so i have the full sweep of the the kind of that first gigantic arc in there um and i think we're about in terms of a print comic we're about 80 pages in um and we're not halfway yet uh, in in that, right. that story um so it's got a long way to go but it's um it's, it's pretty good but it's also the only uh manga-esque kind of thing that i've that i've done um uh because it's got a kind of manga kind of kind of vibe yeah. which is pretty cool again i've never done anything like that that was really cool um and um yeah that was just great fun uh and and it it's a it's a it's a thing i like because it's partly me it's it's something where i get to create um because i've got to put them together so i get the raw art and then essentially piece it together in the vertical format with the you know the text and all that and it's just a really cool creative thing because you're you, it's a different form of writing um yeah and you you've kind of yeah. got to do it by episode and at the back the bottom of the episode yeah yeah and you need a hook at the bottom to sort of get them to want to read the next one mm -hmm. the, prob the problem is the time it takes for the artist to get the work done so i'd love to say yeah. go forth artists and you know every day bring me more arts that i may put this together but it just takes ages to do this stuff so it, at a minimum it's weekly but it's usually every fortnight or sometimes three weeks before i can get a new one up there and the fans get a little bit impatient because it's obviously taking a while um yeah but it was a really good experience and i'm going to continue it um and keep doing the odd kickstarter for people that want the print print version as well yeah. nice yeah yeah it's nice because i have read it for quite a bit uh it's uh the sh the shadow thing it's based actually uh i'm not sure if, if if you got the idea from that but it's it's from old an old uh from Jap old japanese tales where people can sue shadows in, in, into earth you know so it it's it's that oh. it's yeah it's a general idea from old folklore so it was like can so i cool. can i say that i did know that even if i didn't <laughs> I, I did. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna do some research now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally knew about that. I'm. I'm not gonna get on Google after this and, and all over that. All over that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. We'll, that's we'll cool. cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I also was at your website, superserious.com. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw you were reviewing uh, comic books. So. Uh, 
what what what's your criteria for what what is your criteria for for you to tell that something is really good? Uh, what what's your criteria for a good comic book? Yeah, well, so so for super serious comics, for the review side of things, I made a decision a while ago. A because I was just busy, but and and also, you know, it takes a lot of effort to to critique and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So I wanted to make sure I actually want to do this. I don't want it to become like yeah. a Titan thing. But also, you know, indie artists put a, and creators put a lot of effort into this stuff. And yeah. a lot of yeah. them know, look, it's not got the best artwork. I didn't hire a professional letterer. I didn't. A lot, they know that. Um, yeah. So I wanted it to be something i pretty much wanted to, to decide up front i either will or won't review something so if it comes in and it's just i just can't review it i'll just apologize profusely and say look it's probably not ready for review maybe here's some suggestions whatever most of them i don't though most of them i'll take even if they're rough and ready because i think they deserve people deserve to have something reviewed and in a positive light so it's yeah. it's a bit of a deep way out but i tend to focus on the positive and try and see what 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 went well here. What what really worked? Yeah, and the stuff yeah, yeah. that didn't work too well, I just don't mention, frankly. Unless there's something really glaring that's just horrific. Um, yep. But even in the past, sometimes I've sent a private message to the um, the author or the or the um, the creator and Great. said, "Hey, you know, you might want to change this or that," or but not in public because. There's tons of people reviewing tons of stuff, comics, film, all that sort of stuff. It's it's the easiest thing in the world to be a critic because yeah. you just you it's easy. There's any criteria you can use to critique something and go this and that and that. And I think I'm I'm not yeah, that's not what I wanted to do. It, it, so it's kind of part promotion, part yeah. um trying to find the good in, in comics and get it in there. The, the the things that you can tell the ones that I really like because I'm a little bit over the top. <laughs> you're glowing with the review yeah absolutely and um and in terms of reviewing they're just the easiest thing in the world to review it it just writes itself because it's just a pleasure to read and 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 review whereas some some of them they're a little bit harder because the 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 artwork isn't up to scratch or the writing doesn't gel or it just it's hard to follow what's going on they're tougher and they take more time um but my hope is that everyone gets sufficient playtime that they've got at least something that they can kind of hang their hat on and say, I know I could have done better, but at least where I am now, someone has read it and said, these things are good. Um, yeah. And like I said, I'll send a private message to someone and say, oh, what you might want to improve next time is this, this, and this, and this. Um, and again, nice. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. You know, I haven't been doing this for seventy years. I'm not, you know, I'm not the Stan Lee of, of indie comics. So I, I can yeah. only go on what I know and what I've experienced. Yeah. So I don't want to be the the judge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I don't do like five bananas or you know sixteen chainsaws <laughs> out of fifty eight or something like that. Um, I was I was thinking of doing the um the Conan O'Brien thing that he does in the in the the gamer one where he clueless gamer where every yeah. time he rates the game with a different standard, so it doesn't make any sense. So one day it's five chainsaws <laughs> out of six, another one it's six watermelons out of 18 or whatever. doesn't make any sense. I, I don't quite <laughs> like that idea, but, yeah. I think I did that. Yeah, that, that's super cool, actually, if, if you think about it, because I do the reviews for comics, so we, we, try, we always do our best to show off the positives from the people that, uh, that do in the comics because it's a community yeah. and people need to know which uh, which are which ones are good, you know. So yeah, exactly. and, yeah, yeah. And what, what's the, what are positives for each one? So uh, well, let's go back to your process. You know, well, I mean, when you write your stories, uh, how do you get into the mood? How do you put your mindset into uh, go into that writing mode? You know, uh, how do you do it? Yeah. This, this, so this has taken a while for me to to get to the point where I really understand. I think there's two things for me. The first thing is knowing exactly when you write best. So for me, I write best early in the morning. I mean, if I'm bleary-eyed, I'm, I'm talking 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, to 7. 
I'm bleary-eyed, I'm half awake, but my brain is incredibly sharp at that time of the morning. And in two hours or even an hour, I can get five times the writing done than I could at any other time during the day, even if I had five times the amount of time. So just knowing if you're a night owl or you know morning person or whatever it is and when you can hit the right thing. Um, so I always try and do the writing at that specific time. Um, also, just knowing I, I don't... So all the best writers, from what I hear, like your Stephen Kings and those sort of guys, they all say you discipline yourself, you sit down and you do you write 10,000 words a day, no matter what. You've got to get into that discipline of, you know, and I completely get the reason why and I understand it. I get that. I, I prefer the, and this is not saying anything about me as a creator or anything. I'm not comparing myself to this dude in any way, shape or form. But I'm going to use Da Vinci. I'm not saying that I'm a, I'm a genius like Da Vinci. That's for other people to say. No, I'm joking. But the thing about, the thing about Da Vinci was he famously um, finished like 1% of the projects that he worked on. He, and he was he was known for something will take his flight of fancy and then we'll zip over here and he'll do he'll just invest everything in that and then something else. And so a bunch of stuff doesn't get finished, but he goes where his brain is sort of... And I, I've found I'm much more productive when I do that. When I get hot on an idea, I just run with it until the steam runs out and I'll get a ton of work done in a very short space of time. Then I usually have a break, do something else, come back to it later on. But I've found that I'm much more productive when I go with the momentum of an idea that excites me rather than, you know, plodding through and just trying to make it happen when it's not happening. Having said that, Makes if you've sense. got deadlines and you're working with a publisher and you need to edit by a certain time, you just force yourself to do it. You can't not do those things. <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely the, the time of day and going with the things that are really um, triggering my imagination at that moment, they're that's kind of the how how of it um then <clears throat> the other one is um i've completely forgotten but i'll throw a third one in there because i can't remember what i was going to say um the the other thing is when you're writing um it's not quite stream of consciousness but you but the temptation is always to go back and and uh edit as you're going and fix grammar and fix writing Whereas if you can just dump the ideas in a stream and just keep, don't worry about spelling the just dump, dump, dump. You get an idea, you jump forward a paragraph, you dump that idea, you go back and then, you, you know, it, it, it just means you can be incredibly quick in, in spreading out the basic idea of what you're doing. And then essentially it's compiling, changing, twisting, you know, all of that sort of structural stuff. But mm -hmm. that first initial burst, um, yeah, I, I think is a really cool way to go. There was another thing I was thinking, but I can't remember it. Let's just pretend it was really cool advice and everyone thought that was really wise. Well, oh, done. That, was, that was great. That's Thank you for that. That's going to help me so much. It's going to help me so much. Thank you, Gordon. Um, Morgan? No, no worries. That's a tip from Gordon to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Gordon then. I think oh, I can right. combine your names on the screen. I think I, I, can, be, I can be Gordon. Gordon, what would I be like with Gordon? That would be a cool idea, actually, if everyone changed names, uh, you know, in, in one day, everyone changed names, but they were aware of their old name. What would that do to, anyway, oh, that's another idea. Another idea. <laughs> it might do nothing. Okay. So, uh, so, uh, so what okay. we might do is um, we've hit the hour mark. So is there anything you'd like to say, Morgan? about the um about your kickstarter before we let you go for the night um i'd say it look if it interests you get in have a look have a read if you've got any questions feel free to, to send me some stuff through i'm going to be um uh dropping some more videos and sketch content and then full pages as, as the um campaign progresses so there'll be more more coming um but yeah get in touch send me in you know uh, an email or a note if you want to know more about it and yeah and thank you for anyone that gets involved it's really appreciated you're not just kind of helping with one little uh idea you're helping with a whole bunch that that i'm producing as part of the super serious oh, comics nice. world so i mean we're probably talking 
in the vicinity of 10 in the next year or so. So it's it's helping build a, an indie comic kind of publishing house, if you like. If we, or oh, whatever. nice. Yeah. So well, thank we've you. already got a backer here for you. Oh, cool. Thank you very much. Nice there. Yep, non-inspirational cool. gaming. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Cool. cool. Well, thanks, um, thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, it's been great right. chatting to you. No, that's okay. That's okay. Thanks for um, sharing all that. That was awesome. Um, really, um, uh, oh, brains are working. It's all these attachments making me so itchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> informative. That's what I was looking for. I kept going to say inspirational, but informative is what I was looking for. Um, very informative. That was really cool to, to hear uh, the workings behind what you do. So that's really cool. Thank you for that, Morgan. No worries. Pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah. And, Thanks um, for letting me pick your brain. Jerome, I'll be sending you a ton of stuff to edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, even if you just need extra set of eyes to give it a read, uh, hit right. me up. Fantastic. Good stuff. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you very See much, you, Morgan. Have a good night. See ya. See you, Morgan. See you, guys. Take care. That was awesome. Thanks, Jerome. Yeah. Um, I think super good. I think we. Yeah, um, I won't go into the other Kickstarters tonight. We'll do that next week. Um, I'm getting very itchy here, so I think we'll call it the night. <laughs> all these little things stuck all over my body, and I've been shaved where I've never shaved before. So, and I need a drink. So, um, I just wish I can get some sleep tonight with all those itchy things. Yeah, with all the wires and everything. I hope <laughs> I don't accidentally unplug one through throughout the night as well. So, yeah. Um, and thanks for the awesome show. Thanks for the awesome audience. Yeah. Thank you, um, Non-Inspirational Gaming. Very interactive today. And um, thank you, Jerome. You have a great night. And um, see you next week. Same time, same channel, everyone. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, um, Wednesdays. See you then. Good night, everyone. See you, guys. Good night. Good night, Shane. Good night, Jerome. Take care. You too.